Yusai. Welcome to Let's Talk, a place for open conversations. Since her start in the modeling at the age of 12, Mila Jovovich has ascended to the true powerhouse status, both as a renowned supermodel and an actress with blockbuster draws in many films, including The Fifth Element. The Resident Evil series, Dazed and Confused, and The Three Musketeers. Mila is a true influencer, long before social media, and has been amused to the most iconic photographers. She has always had a remarkable presence before the camera, both in stills and moving images. My daughter Ever joined us for the conversation, taking a break from homeschooling to talk about her developing acting career. She's a third-generation actor. Her grandmother Galina. Was an inspiration to Mila. So I want to get into a talk that is, I, I don't know you know this or not. We didn't get a chance to speak a lot on our photo shoot because it was a raining day. It was a tough day, but I wanted to to touch upon your journey and how much I wanted to work with you for so many years. I know that my name have come up a few times with you. Your name come up a few times with me, and we finally got connected. It was like. Like we're long lost friends that we had <laughs> for the very first time. Listen, I'm so happy we got a chance to do that together, just because I'm friends with you now, and I get to uh, receive these wonderful chicken soup recipes. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Well, what, and doing that since then, you had a baby. Yes, crazy, crazy. <laughs> She's crazy. three months old now. Just I think three months, maybe on Sunday. The weeks are sort of like all flowing together, but yeah, she's amazing and、uh, so kind of crazy because I had sort of already been in quarantine for a month before it actually started because I just got back from the hospital and she had some serious jaundice. So we were just home and nursing, and、uh, yeah, it's it's pretty much been my life is just sitting in bed, nursing and cooking. And- And you're teaching as well. You have kids that's with you, so you're now、yes. a teacher as well. Well, my 12 year old is pretty good. We made like a schedule for the day because we realized very quickly that without a schedule, things would just be chaotic, and you'd end up getting into lots of arguments about what you should be doing right now, what she should be doing right now. So we made a schedule for her. So pretty much, we just remind her to look on the schedule. What do you have to do now? But you know, the five year old was a bit trickier. So. You know, we do the online schooling, but of course, I can't just leave her on her iPad to do online schooling by herself. So I would literally be sitting with her, and then we do that. Then we do like her homework that she needs to do, and before you know it, it's like four hours. And like, wow, this is crazy. It is crazy. <laughs> I know that we talk. My about- whole like morning and afternoon is gone. <laughs> well, what you do as a mom now is incredible. It's beyond the service of what the, the, the old normal. Because I think now the expectation of a time that kids would love to spend with their mom and dad would work is going to completely change. It's going to change that perspective of, of wait a minute, what do you mean to go back to work, mom? This is your work. Your work <laughs> is to be with me and create and crap. And 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 I know a lot of people go through these hard times that they're struggling to to make ends meet. But the love that I actually get from the people quarantined with them is so special. And I had the opportunity, as you met my godson Michael, that he was with me for about two weeks' time when we're beginning the quarantine. Now he's back with mom. The school started again.、Um, I learned 
and appreciate how much work you guys do and how hard it was to be a dad and to be teaching and to, to also amazing keep dad. I mean, stimulated, right? To keep them stimulated. Yes. It, wow. I was exhausted every single night. Yeah, crafting, baking. You know, it's hilarious because one of the items that's the most difficult to find in grocery stores, at least here in LA, is yeast. Because oh, you know, really? Because everybody's baking. baking. <laughs> everyone's oh making bread, I guess. You know, so I was like, oh, we ran out of yeast. I had a couple of packets of yeast, and suddenly, you know, it's like my dad went to the grocery store, and he's like, "There's no yeast." I went to four different markets, so I was like ordering yeast on eBay, <laughs> <laughs> getting cool. into bid wars with people over yeast. <laughs> well, one of the main reason, a huge reason that I was so um, Adam, about working with you is that without you knowing, you were literally my photography bible. Because I started in this industry not as a photographer. I was pre-med. I want to be a veterinarian. I work in the field as a wildlife biologist. Oh. And, and, and then, then the arts came into my life. I I had I was inspired by Peter Beer. He just passed away last week. Yes. And, and I had a very interesting journey in my own life that, that I was paralleling Peter's work without knowing who Peter was. Because when I was in Africa, I would sketch and I would draw. I would I was creating a book that's very much what Peter Beer was doing with Iman, those photographs and, and, and smear of the elephant's um, blood. And he was doing environmental work. And I was introduced by the art teacher saying, you should really think about changing your major into arts. And of course, I'm like, artists? How do we make money as an artist? Are you crazy? I'm going to take my MCAT. I am going yes. to be a doctor. That's what I want to do. And I, I got a full scholarship to go to Art Center Pasadena. Don't you love those teachers, too? There's always that one amazing teacher. She didn't only convince me. She took my book without telling me what it was for. She sent it into the school and got me a full scholarship without wow. me even knowing. And then she handed it to me and goes, yep, you, have, you get to choose now. You want to go to school where it costs more than medical school, by the way, but fully paid for Oh, would you like to of go? Of course, again? art <laughs> school costs more than medical school. They're Can like, I tell you, the best art therapy <laughs> I ever had the first year and two of painting, you don't want to see them. I went through all that. But when I graduated, I was really into film and writing, and I did not know fashion. I wasn't a fashionable person. I was not living in New York. And when I started working in the advertising industry in New York as a creative director, your picture would start to pop up. It would start becoming references of of different work that we were doing, whether it's from the movie Fifth Element, or, oh, nice. oh my God, or Tara, she's from Days and Confused. I mean, this is dating back where, Google it, guys. <laughs> yes, 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 back in but, the day. Back in the days, but they were, they became so referential, and I, I talked to you about this offline, that the, one of the main reasons I want to have this discussion is that the word influencer did not even exist back then, but you actually embodied that vocabulary from day one in my life and, and, and also in the industry. At the time, we just like, this is our inspiration. In fact, we weren't an inspiration from everything you've done from movies to movies, modeling. You were influencer. It was crazy. <laughs> you know, uh, thank you. My goodness. I, you know, it's funny because I, I, I really tapped into the whole social media thing pretty quickly because I, I felt like even back in the day, I was using Twitter as a little bit of a, 
of a diary of a bit of a journal, posting selfies, posting videos from film sets and stuff. And, um, you know, I'd always loved being able to communicate with people, uh, you know, especially fans of mine. And, you know, it was always very inspiring being able to talk to people and, and, um, you know, if you could help in some way, you know, if you could influence somebody, if you could say, you know, keep doing what you're doing, you're great. You know, I, I, I always had a lot of young women, especially um, approaching me um, after I did like Fifth Element and the Resident Evil films and feeling very empowered watching my movies. And, it and made not me just women. So you were, you, you inspired so many young men. Listen, you were, a lot were, of, a, there's a whole generation of gay men in New York right yes. now that goes straight is boring. <laughs> From the L'Oreal commercials, I did like a mascara that curls your lashes. <laughs> but those those That's are great. the reasons, those are the path that you were work, working on. And I don't think, I don't know if you realized it then that, that whoever was working with you, whether the fashion designer, photographer, directors, they always grab onto you and they adapt you as their muse immediately. And for those who have an opportunity to meet you in person, I can describe this for them is that you have this magnetic character that that is so well educated within your own body already that you can bring in anything to you and you become that person. And and that's not easy to say, not even for actors and actresses. I work with a lot of actors and actresses. If they take time to get into the, the zone if they're comedians they don't want to be funny because but comedians only going to be funny when they're being a comedian not as an everyday person but you yeah, are, comedians are always really depressed right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you are you i remember meeting you for the first time i said i'm so glad to meet you i'm excited to work with you and your first words back to me was what do you want me to be today and i'll never forget that you're like what? and i was like well i think the makeup should be this goes, no 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 not technically what you're going to do to me but what do you want me to be today and that was such an amazing lesson to, to have to have a conversation with subject matter that I'm going to be working with because then you transform. Now, on our shoe was for InStyle, so it's a little bit more commercial. We didn't get to really move the way I would have loved. We had to do what's appropriate for the magazine. Yeah. But we know over the years, everything you do, every moment you deliver from a cover, from a French Vogue cover to, to many, many Vogue covers of this Vogue Ukraine, actually, and those things there's always a bit of drama it, there's a drama even in the quiet poses there's always a moment of of thought behind your poses where did this come from how did this became you you know it's funny because my daughter's been doing acting and she's been doing some modeling and talking about that like what kind of things are you thinking it, it's funny because some of the lessons that I teach her is, you know, every time a camera's on you, you can't just be blank. You have to be thinking about something. You have to have something in your head so it doesn't look like a vacant stare. There always mm -hmm. has to be like an internal dialogue going on that's going to like keep the life there. I said, because, you know, it's one thing to be pretty. It's one thing to make a pretty face. But if it's like, if it's just like, you know, this dead kind of glaze, it's not interesting for people. Like you have to have light still in your eyes. And the only way to retain that is to keep this like dialogue going, is to think of something, think of a song, think of a poem, you know, think of a scene in a movie that you love, but whatever it is, like have those thoughts going on in your head so that you see it on your face. You know, it always kind of bothered me when I saw 
girls, uh, you know, on fashion shoots, feeling like they could just skate by on their looks. And that's kind of ironic because to be a model, you have to be pretty kind of thing. But I guess I had been inspired by so many people in the fashion industry and the entertainment business that potentially weren't like the most typically beautiful, but they had this something about them that was just so magnetic and attractive. And it, and it wasn't, it wasn't all about the physicality. There was, there was this kind of comfort in their own skin, um, this comfort with their own talent or with, you know, what they were creating that made their characters so interesting. And, you know, I realized that you have to be interesting. People have to feel drawn to you. And, you know, sometimes it's a lot of times it's, it goes beyond like the exterior, you know, there's people out there that, you know, might not be typically beautiful, but you just want to know them. You want to know what it is about them that makes them feel so special. And th- that that philosophy is more so important now because of prevalence of Instagram and different formats out there, IG Live. You can't just lie on the floor being beautiful. You you have to be three-dimensional now. I mean, people ask me, what, what does it take, take to be a good model? And what does it take to be a good actress? I go, you have to be, in most important ways, vulnerable. Because if you're vulnerable, then you're wanting to share your strength as well as your weaknesses. And through that range of that strength and weaknesses, you give a range of emotions. And I, I think that's when you tell the best stories. And that's what I, when I see pictures like this with her breads, you know, I can't help and lean in and keep leaning in and going, what is she thinking? What's that little fingertip doing? Why is she cuddling herself and holding herself in that way? This captured moment is, I mean, her breads is so gorgeous. And, and, and you do that throughout every picture you look like you're mad here and and perhaps you're not but you portraying such amazing energy and and because of these kind of photos uh, as i was growing up as a photographer i, I you were all over my wall <laughs> it was you were the posters on my wall because they began to speak to me what advertising really meant when i worked for our, our now group in new york advertising agency they were, we on donna karen with on tommy hilfiger all those accounts you know, as in fashion, we always do one thing that's reference. There's nothing original, you guys. I'm sorry to tell you. As a photographer, I'm going to tell you now. There's nothing I will ever shoot will be original because it does not exist. Everything is influential. Everything is aspirational, inspired by. And I know for so many of imagery that you have created, they're so inspiring because they're storytelling. I have to say, this is by the most referenced yeah, series of photos. great shoot. Oh my gosh! With, uh, but you know, it's Jeremy funny. Iron. I feel like I feel like every photographer I've ever worked with had great references, and, and and you know they're able to show you what their vision is through pictures that they're inspired by. But you know, through that, with the right team of people, you create something new. And I think it, it you know, it happens without people even meaning it to. Sometimes mm-hmm. I think. You, you all have the same vision in your head of like, oh, I want it to feel like Paris shot by Cartier-Bresson from, exactly. you know, the 1920s or 1930s. But then what it actually ends up being is something very modern and very, very groundbreaking in a sense. And, you know, everybody pulls from somewhere. We all have to pull from somewhere. But, you know, through that pulling, you're able to like, put your own kind of energy into it. And, you know, it's like, you know, if somebody had a 
you know, if someone is like super punk rock, but they love Balzac and like, what's mm. that going to look like? Do you know what I mean? Like, right. You just right. suddenly get something that's very different, even and, though it's still like reference. Well, when in art school, one thing that we always, always taught is to learn to paint like a master. You're going to copy, you know, Da Vinci's work. You're going to copy all the masters, even Picasso's early sketches with those amazing figure drawings that people don't realize. It's not just about cubism and, and expressionism and all that. And oh, for sure. I mean, and it was Picasso that talked about the fact that to be a cubist, yes. you have to learn to draw correctly. He was drawing um, to do photorealism before you yes. can go off into and no matter what reference that we do as photographers and we always get storyboards and we bring it on set and we meet with the talent that we're working with, somebody like you and other actor or actress, they're going to bring something new of their own. You're never going to be able to copy. It just doesn't, it, it, if you copy, you would never be the same. It would never actually be the same. And that took a while for me to learn and to be okay with it. I had opportunity to work with Herbert before on music videos. So there was often time when I started shooting, I go, oh, I want to make sure I don't reference him because people think I'm copying him. But you know what? I can try to copy him. I'll never be him. You know, yeah. that, that's that's the lesson I had to learn. It is okay to reference. It is okay to embrace. And and do that well, period. it's funny because I remember when I was a kid in the 90s and I was and shooting. And this was the 90s. What? This picture was from the 90s. No, no, no. That picture is not? just recently. It was one of the last shoots I did with Peter. Oh Remember. my gosh, you're timeless. See? <laughs> this is um, 90s. This one. <laughs> this is 90s, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe 2000s actually. But anyway, um, I remember hanging out with like a bunch of young photographers in New York. And there was like a whole group of us that were, you know, that were creating together and, and working together all the time. And I remember these these guys were always like, trying to do something new and trying to be original and, you know, just squeezing out like any, any idea that they could have. And it was like so wrong to try and copy something. And, mm -hmm. um, and it was funny because when I saw their work, what it would end up being, you could always in your own head, if you know photography and you studied fashion history, you could be like, Oh, that's like that. <laughs> that's like that and without even thinking about it in a sense they ended up copying something even whilst trying to be so original and funnily enough later on in life you know that wasn't so important and when they actually made it and felt secure with themselves they were secure with showing their references but I think it's young when you're young and you're so scared that people you know I think when you're young you're so scared that you're like faking it till you make it, right? I think and we still so are. <laughs> we all do. And I think we're so terrified that someone's going to be like, you're faking it. You know, we're so insecure that someone's going to catch us faking it that we want to pretend that like, no way. I didn't get influenced by anything. I did, it just came out of my head. And then later when you're more secure with yourself, you're like, yeah, I totally got influenced by that Peter Lindbergh shoot or that, you know, Richard Avid or whatever it is. As long as um, you're getting a good reference, as long as long you're copying the respectable, you're actually looking at Helen Newton. You understand that's woman empowerment imagery, and and Stephen Mazza, who's a technician from well, head I mean, to toe, on, you know? like, I remember when I was a kid in the '90s, like Duran Duran videos were like oh. stupid. Okay, like no one liked them because they were so like '80s, and now people reference that. 
you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's and like, even the stuff that like, it was great when it first came out and then it became cheesy a decade later. And then a decade after that, it's all cool again. You know, everything goes in cycles. But did you realize that at the time when you're working with like Peter Limber or Prince was such a young age that, that you on this journey creating a fashion moment for history? Um, no, I never, I never thought about things like that. You know, for me, I was always very organic and very kind of just, just trying to find who I was, you know, I, 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 it was like this crazy dichotomy between like super insecure and super like sure of myself. And it was like between these two extremes all the time and the, you know, constantly trying to fight against my fears and constantly trying to challenge myself and. You know, just, um, you know, I, I, it was, I had a tough childhood growing up. Um, so, you know, I, I feel like I, I did a lot of reading, like reading was my escape. You know, we didn't have, thank God, no, iPads and all that stuff when I was growing up. So I had books and, you know, all those pictures that you show, it's funny, like I'll see these pictures and immediately in my head, I'll think of like writers and, you know, as soon as I would put the outfit on, I would take on some character and some book that I had read. Like, ooh, I want to be her today. And, um, you know, it was it was so important for me because that, that was how my pain and frustration would come out, you know, would be like through these books that I would read. I would take these characters that I really admired and, and that affected me and try and, you know, channel them into these pictures and, and bring something interesting, you know, to these amazing photographers that I worked with, you know, to try and be on a more of a, an equal footing because I never, it never sat well with me to just be a model. You know, there was always something kind of like disrespectful about that a little mm. bit. Um, I felt like there's more to this than just being a clothes horse. You know, it was, it was about, oh, there she is. There's my daughter. Come here, Evs. You know, it was, it was always about like, being able to be amused, to inspire, to sort of, hey, there she is. And there she is. There Look at that gorgeous <laughs> photo of you. We're going to talk about those photos. I'm so glad you got to join us. You look amazing. This is He shot me for InStyle Magazine, what, like two years ago? or About a year and a half, two years ago, yeah. And you and I are going to work together soon. Yeah. I already <laughs> checked with your mom. I got permission. <laughs> You look amazing as well. See you guys. So go Google Flaw Magazine. This is the very latest cover. When I saw this, it stopped me. I, I couldn't right? breathe because, it, I mean, you guys are the same person. Oh, my God. That's me at 11, ever. Look at that. <laughs> look at that. I love, look at this. Look. It's amazing. No, but I mean, she's so much more just Hi. everything than I was. I mean, like, come on. It, it, there's no do you realize your mom is a superstar? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good thing. <laughs> One of the conversations I would love to have is the transition from this modeling and you you became this mega blockbuster actress. And, and then from that, you're now a mom and you're now going to be a mom to a model. What is that like? Are you prepared for it? That is the true it? model. <laughs> My child. I mean, um, how do you prepare yourself for well, your daughter? Listen, for are you, you kidding? She's an actress, number one. Okay. And, uh, you know, something that I've 
always said to Evers, if you want a model, that's fine. Oh God, there's this crazy light. If you want a model, that's fine. But, um, you know, you have to do something that's like, that's real. I mean, modeling is great when you've got something else going on. I've always been um, very much about that. Like girls that just want to be models, it just doesn't work. You know, they, people say, oh, you can go to modeling school and learn to be a model. I feel like the best models were always discovered while doing something completely different. You know, all the girls that are sort of, I mean, there's very few models that don't have something else going on, either art or music. Because it's a creative thing. You have to have that creative outlet to express yourself. Because often models are there to express other people's work, and they got to find their own way to express themselves. You know, and, and that is so well, Also, I mean, to, like, be a great model, you have to be educated. Mm -hmm. You know, that was always so important for me. I mean, talking to Ever as well, when, when she does when she does modeling, it's like, you got to look, you got to look at old pictures. You have to educate yourself. You have to look at whatever your mom is a great Bible to look at. The body of work that she has is incredible. And I see in these two pictures, uh, there's more online, but with these two pictures, I see what an amazing storyteller you are going to be. And I can't wait to photograph you guys together. Oh, uh, that would be amazing. That would, that be would be an amazing moment together. I already started cooking in my head, which publication would be great. <laughs> but but is it is it something you always wanted to do ever? Is it always something you wanted to be in front of yeah. camera? Yeah, it's amazing. Is it because you've seen your mom on television? I also grew up watching her on set, mm. and I don't know, always that idea was. So it's pretty normal. It's a new norm. It's a normal for you. <laughs> now, there's a great story, okay? When I mean, this is like beyond. Okay? So ever was I kid you not, like two and a half years old. I, yeah, two and a half because it was in Cannes. Her birthday's in November. Okay, so it was like May, and we're leaving Cannes. We're done with everything. We're driving to Italy now to see some friends after the festival to take a break. And I'm leaving the Martinez Hotel. You know, they always have like the fans outside waiting for people to come out to ask for autographs. So, you know, we come out with our bags and they're like, Mila, Mila, take a picture. So I go over, sign some photos, take a few pictures with people. And I get back to the car and this one is in her car seat. <laughs> She won't look at me. She's just like mad. And I'm like, baby, what's going on? What's wrong? She's like, they don't love me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean they don't love you? They don't love me. They don't want my picture. <laughs> and I was like, well, ever, you know, I've been working a long time for them to want my picture. And it's, you know, you got to like do things first. They don't know you yet. Oh, wow. They do now. They do now. Can you imagine from that age, <laughs> it was like, we talk about it to this day, like, oh, my God. Like, if you didn't know at that point that your kid was going to be in the industry. <laughs> but your mom was also an actress. My mom, yeah, yeah. She, she's an incredible actress. Um, yeah, Third Sophia generation. Era. Yeah, so oh, are you kidding? And her grandma is just like 
so proud. <laughs> you are keeping the legacy alive. <laughs> and well, she's like full Russian drama queen too. So it's amazing. But don't forget to be a kid and enjoy being a kid because you only get to be a Are kid. Are you thinking once. people? Are- yes. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like reading comments going, thank you. See, they love you. <laughs> the two and a half year old is gone. Look at you now. It's yeah, incredible. Yeah, when she was five, she's like, Mama, I want to be on TV. And she was Oh, TT. Oh, so our uncle, her uncle TT, who's staying with us during quarantine, he shot, his name is Chris Brenner. He shot that porn cover. Oh, beautiful he's, work. He's beautiful, my best beautiful friend work. With their godfather. And, you know, he's our, he's our bestie. Um, so have you been going to go? <laughs> <laughs> um, so when she was five, this one, yes. she said, oh, I want to be on TV. And I said, well, ever, if you want, she's like, oh, can I, I want to audition. I want to audition. I want to get a part. I said, well, ever, you can't audition until you learn to read, you know, because you gotta, you gotta read lines when you get there and memorize them. I think also my friend, friend (laughs) started auditioning for stuff and I saw her auditioning and, uh, but, uh, she was, she was auditioning for stuff too. And I saw her. I want to do that. I want to, why, mm. why can't she do it? And I can't do it. And so I asked my mom, and my mom said, you have to learn how to read first. And so, and so that <laughs> year, she I... literally learned to read like two grade levels. Um, wow. Like, That's motivation. Amazing. Like her guess. teachers were shocked at school because at that point she was like in kindergarten. And by the time she started first grade, she was reading on like a second grade level. I mean, third it was, grade, I have the certificate. Third, I was very grade. proud. Third I was grade. very proud. She was really good. Okay, I let's was just put so it that way. I was like, it was incredible. Oh my god, like, no, it's so true. good. It was amazing, and to see someone that little put that much energy into doing something because I figured if I said you have to learn to read first, she'd be like, okay, whatever, and then that <laughs> would be it. But she put the time into it, and that was just you know the beginning. Every obstacle I put in her way, she. How do you prepare her for all the rejection that may come? How do you prepare her for the tough industry, modeling, acting, the industry that we're in? Because it's, it's, it looks like, you know, bubble gums and rainbows all the time from the other side of the screen, but it's not an easy road to, to take on. It's very difficult. And it's always been my number one fear because, you know, obviously you have a kid Right. I mean, I always tell her you gotta you gotta have a thick skin to be in this industry, and there's a lot of rejection. I mean, she knows firsthand. She's auditioned for a lot. I've gotten really attached to some characters that I get callbacks for. Like I feel like a part of them. Like I'm like really obsessed with that character. Like I like them. I want to go through the motions of that character. It's it's hard, but then you go out for something else, and then it's like you gotta be able to. Yeah. You gotta be able to like put a hundred percent into it, and then when you're done, it's done. You know, and and something we always talk about is right now. I'm like, you getting a part is not the important thing right now. You're just mm-hmm. training. It's just about you going in the room, get comfortable, meeting people, just like feeling it out, feeling yourself, getting yourself ready for like later on. You know, and if you get a part, great. If you don't, great. Just what an incredible you know? mentor you have, 
What an incredible mentor. <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much, you guys. And please stay safe and healthy out there. And thank you again for your yeah. generosity. Yeah. And ever, what a special gift for you to be with me today. And I was prepared. I had your pictures ready to go. I didn't even know you were going to show up. But thank you for being with us. <laughs> I want to thank Mila and Everett for generously taking the time from incredibly busy schedules to share their stories and their journey with us. Thank you to all my listeners for your constant support. Please subscribe to this podcast for more open conversations. You can visit our website at letstalkwithusite.com and follow me on Instagram at usite88 for updates. the production of 88 Phases. I'm your host, Yusai, our director, Louis Jaime, and writer, editor, and producer, Trevor Strunchen. Thank you for this conversation. <laughs>